Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Out to Be podcast. My guest today is Anna Beatriz, and you are in for a treat because Anna goes deep into sharing her journey with mental health and trauma that she's experienced in her life and how she's overcome that and is now able to share such positivity through her words and her story and through her music. So this is the perfect way to end Mental Health Awareness Month. It's a great interview and you're going to hear a great song at the end of this by Anna. So we're going to jump in in just a second. But before we do, I want to mention that this episode is sponsored by my musician make more money budget tracker and planner if you are struggling with money if you want to make more money if you want to figure out how you can optimize both your personal finances and your music finances particularly when it comes to planning for big projects big expenses recording your next single making money from music that you can sustain this is for you this is the perfect tool all of my clients are obsessed with it I'm obsessed with it and everyone who gets their hands on this sees major transformation in their financial future within like weeks. (laughs) It works so quickly and it literally pays for itself. So to get your hands on this, head to bit.ly slash out to be money. And if you're listening to this episode, the day it comes out, May 27th, 2020, this is the last day to get 50% off using code money. So go ahead and grab your tracker right now. And now let's dive into today's episode. Hey, Anna, and welcome to the Out to Be podcast. Hello, Carrie. Thank you so much for having me here. Thank you for being here today. So you are an artist and I want to dive deep into your story today and your story as a musician, as well as dealing with depression and how that's played into your music. So let's just get started with where you're from, how you grew up, and when you came to America. I'm from Brazil and uh, grew up uh, just with my family. started having my first band and playing and all that when I was about eight years old. So uh, music has been a big part of my life. And I think throughout everything that I went through, regardless of, you know, with depression and everything, but music just brings healing to your lives. So I think it's a big part of my journey. Um, I came to America in 2011. So it's been almost nine years. Wow, (laughs) it's crazy. And um, yeah, so I think the biggest thing um, that is just related to that, you know, coming to America, it's not an easy uh, task, you know? If, and if you come here to pursue your dream, pursue, you know, in a work visa kind of environment, then things are really um, just harder. And I think for artists, um, models, uh, musicians, you can name it, we all need to go through a process of an artist visa. They have specific requirements that um, are a little scary sometimes, you know, like, so we have like several requirements. Uh, one of them is having awards like the Grammys and Annies. And um, another requirement is having letters of recommendations. And they're not just simple letters, you know. They, these people need to write why you are so important to America. Why is your talent so specific and, and different, you know, that we don't have it here. And uh, so, anyways, everyone that goes through that process, I feel like it's a lot of pressure to. Uh, show who you are, uh, to have all these people uh, writing things about you and, and your work, you know. And of course, that's part of the process, but I think also plays a part in like, okay, how good am I? You know, 
am I really that good enough to be here? Should I just maybe forget about it? You know? So when I had the biggest uh, emotional season in my life was right when I was doing that with my artist visa. At the same time that that happened, I had broken up a kind of engagement like a few years before that. And I think I didn't deal with that at the time that it happened. Um, and then moving to a different country, you know, you don't have family around. You're still making friends. It's not as easy. Like I, I was, I really had friends and community probably after two years, two and a half years, starting to build that, right? And I went to a school where most of my um, friends, they're from different countries too. So once you finish with the school, the, everyone is going back to their countries, you know. Um, so all of that together. And then I had a friend, and that's so uh, special to me because I had a friend who, um, he was diagnosed with cancer. And then he had to stop doing uh, music and going to school. And then a year later, he came back and he was healed. Like, he was awesome. He's feeling great. And I was like, man, we need to go get coffee and just talk about all your journeys. Like, oh, yeah, totally. And a few months later, he got hit by a car and died. So all of that together, I think for me, it was like, oh, my gosh, all this is happening. This person was sick, got healed, and then from out of the blue is gone. And, you know, I think all of that just played so much in my mind um, that I just burned out. I burned down. I started feeling anxiety, depression. I would take buses and I would go to metro stations and I literally would start crying and have no air to breathe. And I would have to stop whatever I am, get off and get a cab, like that big of a deal, you know? So at the same time I was doing my visa, I had to go back to Brazil. And then I start doing therapy. You start really understanding, hey, what's going on? Like, why all of that just broke you down, you know? Because I think we don't deal with things the way we should in life. And that could be something as small as uh, an offense, you know, and as big as um, a death, you know what I mean? And everything in between that, um, if we're not really tuning with who we are, how do we feel? And it's fine to feel sad. It's fine to feel upset or frustrated but how do we cope with those things in a healthy way how do we uh do things to understand hey this is actually normal because i'm a human being that there's nothing wrong with it and also not to be ashamed to share that with other people because sometimes we feel so lonely right i remember feeling sometimes like man i'm going crazy i'm crazy right now like and no i'm not but once you start talking to other people, then you realize, oh, man, a lot of people struggle with this, you know. And that's why I have a, a big heart um, today for just the mental health movement, you know. Yeah. So had you struggled with any sort of mental health or depression or anything before this sort of breaking point that you had? Was it a part of your life beforehand? Or do you believe that it was more circumstantial and that all of, things, all of these things piled up on each other really caused you to evaluate okay i'm dealing with something depression mental health that's really bringing this on well i did experience uh something before even i moved here uh something mild you know was not this uh, extreme and looking back i think um really was 
at that time, I was just not happy. And I didn't know, I was just doing things, but not doing things and choosing things because I believe that was what I was supposed to do. I was just like, oh, I need money. So let me just work here or do that. You know, that was a time where I stopped playing a little bit and doing music and was more teaching, which I love doing too. But once you have the money consistently there every month, and that becomes, at least for me, that became like, oh, this is good. <laughs> you know, it's easier to be here and settled and just try to do what I really love and just be struggling, right? Mm -hmm. I think that was uh, the first time I experienced something like that. And, you know, I had, I had a season in my life where I, I did therapy when I was younger. My parents are divorced. So I think that also probably played a big part of my emptiness in my life growing up. And, um, and I remember one time I was like, man, I just felt this feeling. I need to talk to my family members. And I literally called all of them, talked to them for two hours, asked the same questions, you know, went through everything. So, and everyone had a, like a different idea of the situation, the same situation that we went through, you know, so it was just very interesting. And, one of the things that um, was brought up is how when I was younger, I would feel this anxiety sometimes of, I would tell my mom like, oh, I can't breathe. And then that's normally when I'm waiting for my dad to come to pick me up and he's either late or he doesn't show up or, you know, something like that. And that anxiety just, my mom said, yeah, you would feel those things. And just sometimes you feel, you say like, oh, I think I'm going to die. I'm dying. You know, like when I was very young and wow. I don't really remember that. Um, and on top of that, uh, I was sexual abused when I was nine years old, around nine years old. To be really honest, I don't remember anything about it. I think God just <laughs> put a wall. I don't know. You know, my therapist always says sometimes our mind, they're, they're so strong that they just protect you from things. Yeah. Um, and it happened with my neighbor. So they, he was a very old man. Uh, I didn't even realize that that was, was happening, you know, and. But the only thing I remember was calling my mom and being like, mom, I think I'm pregnant, but I didn't even have my period. So that was not possible, you know? So, and, and I talked to my family about that too. And my mom mentioned that we went to doctors and I don't remember any of that. Like, it's crazy. I just remember calling her and saying that to her. So several situations that happen. And I think a lot of the things are related to your childhood, regardless of what it is. You know, it doesn't need to be so dramatic as this. Could it be something just uh, smaller and smaller? A divorce is really hard, right? For yeah. kids, like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's not traumatic. like a small thing. It is traumatic, yeah. And, uh, and we, growing up, we don't really know how to cope with that. Or, you know, I have stepkids today. Um, I'm married. And sometimes I talk to them and I, and I, let, I let them know. Like, sometimes uh, my stepdaughter says something like, oh, I didn't like the way you did this. And I... And I tell her, like, please tell me, let's talk about it. Because when you, they need to be able to feel angry, sad, and, and let's talk. Because if I did something without knowing that I hurt you, I want to say sorry. And I want you to understand I'm not coming from that place and vice versa. So I can also tell you, like, hey, uh, you don't need to talk like that or you don't, you know. So that's something I'm super aware of and I try to do uh, very often you know, even with my students when I teach. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for sharing your story with us. And I know it's a lot and you went through a lot of trauma in your life that, you know, caused you to 
come to this point of depression, but there was a lot of good that came from it. We're going to talk about that in a second when we talk yeah. about your music. But <laughs> before we get there, I think the listeners would love to know, how did you really move past this? So you mentioned therapy, but what were some other things that you did when you got to that breaking point of your life where, you know, all this shit was happening and it was hard and you were lonely and you knew something was up? What were the steps that you took in order to get to where you are now? You know, I, I think for me, it was several things. When the biggest thing happened uh, when I was here and going back to Brazil to redo my views and all that, um, for me, uh, it was my faith that was really strong. Um, uh, I had to understand who I was, not on my side and not how I looked as Anna in the mirror and with all the failures and everything, but how God would look at me. Like that was for me a biggest thing because that changed my my view of myself and that helped me understand man you're never going to be perfect and it's fine and people are not going to love you less because of that if they do man you need better friends <laughs> you know what i mean like and so that was a huge thing my faith was really like strengthened in that time and then with that, I, I read a lot of books. I read books on faith. I read books on self-help. Um, and I read a lot of, I listened to a lot of uh, Renee Brown, you know, do you know her? Yeah. She talks yeah. about vulnerability. I mm -hmm. love her. I remember the first time I saw her video and I was like bawling. And, um, Are there so any books or like? you know because i know brene brown has some like documentaries or not documentaries but like you know specials i guess are there any in particular that you would recommend one that i was reading um they're greatly i think that's the name of it that's really good and i love how she dives into the psychology of everything and just explains how shame affects a lot of our actions and our thoughts about ourselves you know mm -hmm. um i love i love having information so for me that time reading books i'll listen to podcasts all the time so thank you for doing this podcast <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure it's helping people out there you know what i mean uh podcasts i would do like youtube videos and just maybe type and and, and read articles and i always like to dive into the psychology of things and trying to understand if i was not a musician i'll probably be a psychologist because i That's love pretty that funny stuff. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i love that stuff and um so it, it was really a season for me to just find who i was um uh, the therapy really really helped i think therapy is great because i think a lot of people are afraid of doing therapy and i remember at some point too just sharing with some people that i do therapy and they're like are you crazy like why are you doing therapy and I'm like, uh, no, like that means I'm emotionally healthy, you know? Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. And I think you're so right. Like, I think we're finally coming out of this time where it was like, you only go to therapy if you're messed up, but really if you go to therapy, it just means that, I mean, yeah, it can, it can help you get through some trauma or any issues that you are having. But like, if you do it consistently, it really just helps you get to a place where you're able to be emotionally healthy on a regular basis. And it's, it's kind of the sick care versus well care and like, right. our, you know what I mean? Like getting out of sickness versus just like doing things to keep us feeling well all the time so that we don't get sick as often or when we do get sick, it's not as bad and things like that. So I'm glad that you brought that up because I think that's really important is to kind of like 
break that stigma around, oh, I can only go to therapy if I'm like really messed up. But you can go to therapy even if you're feeling good, honestly, just to be able to keep up with that and learn more about yourself and work through that. And you know, I found a lot of people that I shared, uh, well, in the beginning I was super, um, (laughs) I don't know if the word is ashamed to share that I was like doing therapy because I would get that all the time. Like, but like you look normal why you're you know mm-hmm. but then after that i was like man i better share because people see me this way and think i'm you know great in a in a emotional great emotional state which you know most of the time but we do have stuff to deal with but i have some friends that um, when i shared about therapy they were really against it or like oh but why do you need therapy like my and then they would they would like kind of compare with their lives like i don't have anything that it's like that hard or that this or and mm-hmm. I found, and that's personal, you know, I'm not, I'm no doctor, but I found most of these people, they just never get in touch with their feelings because we all, like I said, it doesn't matter how big or small of a situation you go through, you feel things. But if you don't allow to feel those things, that's when you go to alcohol, that's when you go to eating like crazy, that's when you go to have a life, uh, you know, having sex with you with everyone and all that, you know what I mean? Like, it needs to go somewhere because you're not dealing with it. So you just need to pass, 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 pass. So um, I think it would be important for everyone if people have a chance to just do that because it's really learning about your feelings because we have feelings. We can't just be like, oh, I'm going to shut down this. I don't need to feel that. Mm-mm. Yeah. You know, you need to be in a place where you can grab that and be like, okay, I'm feeling this way, but why am I feeling this way? And yeah. try to connect the dots and be like, oh, man, I shouldn't. Yeah. Or if you're really dealing with a feeling, then why? Like, what is, why are you so unhappy about that situation? That's probably connected to something that you're not doing about your life. Yeah. You know? Do you think that um, before you got through this point of, like, really working through, working through these things and working on yourself, that it was harder for you to deal with your emotions when they came up? Like, were you suppressing them and now you've learned to work through them or is that something that you've always been able to do I don't think I was suppressing them I think I just didn't know better like it was not something that was consciously like oh I don't want to deal with this whatever it was more like oh I didn't know I feel this way and that makes me do this or that makes me react this way I think you know I've been doing therapy now for a long time and I think um in the beginning, when you start doing that, it's almost like, it's, it's almost like, oh, I'm here. Okay. I'm kind of okay. And then you start diving in and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm really, really, really bad. Oh my gosh, where is this going to be going? And like, I have no control of anything until you get into a place. I'm like, oh, I don't need to control. I just need to understand. And then, you know, it's just like ups and downs. And, um, I think what all these years of therapy and just um, self-care really just brought me into a place where um, I can deal with those ups and downs in a way that doesn't disrupt my life, that I like. Yeah, I, can't, totally. I can still go to work. I can still uh, have my commitments and I'll be like completely drowning and be like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do and crying the whole day and just like, you know. Uh, I think it's a process. Uh, when you go through those things, I don't know if you can really be healed completely from all of that or if the, you know, but I, I believe you can have more of a balanced life and being able 
to deal with the ups and downs in a way they're not like completely exaggerated, but you know, in a matter where you can still do your life. Was there anything else that helped you get through this? I think that all of those things and uh, well, music, of course. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's a, a, a powerful tool. Um, when I was very into the depression uh, season, I couldn't even play. Like I had to stop completely everything, you know? And why was that? I don't know. I just, you know, when you're getting to that point where you just don't see a point on doing anything. I don't know if you ever been yeah. there before yeah, or, I mean. yeah. And it was just like, everything was like no meaning whatsoever. You know what I mean? And, uh, but then when it's, things started getting better. The first thing I did was going back to music. And that was the only thing that would really make me focus and go through it. And I would like, I would write a lot of, a lot of stuff down. I journal a lot too. That helps me a lot. I have all the journals. It's awesome to look back. I have them to, to this day. I love going back and reading. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I was desperate, you know, and it's so crazy to look back and see all those things. But uh, the music, the music for me, classical music, just playing that, uh, worship music and uh, writing, writing really made a difference. And, um, when I, when I went back to, I went through that season and then music was really, really strong in my life again. So how did you bridge the gap then? Like of feeling like you can't play, you can't listen, you just like had to kind of block everything out. How did you get back to the point where you were feeling like writing was helping you cope? Like, was it a slow process of just playing music? And then when you felt like it, maybe writing a little bit or journaling, and then that kind of just slowly morphed into you being able to get back into it and use it as a tool to heal? Yeah, that was, that was basically what happened. And I think, like I said, I was such in a place where I didn't think I was enough in anything. So even for me musically, although that's what I do for a living, at that point I thought, man, I'm not good at this. So mm. playing or singing or trying to write or doing any of that would just bring me to the conclusion again, I'm not good enough because I can't be doing this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think when I started, um, you know, through therapy being, a, I remember the first sessions, man, I would cry probably the whole hour and like ugly crying too. I cannot even breathe, you know? And cause you and, needed that release. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and to, yeah, it, it's so crazy. Sometimes you don't even say anything, you know? So when I started getting to a place where I started recognizing myself again, and you know, have you ever felt, and this is, this is going to sound so weird that you are not yourself. Like you're basically living your life from the outside view. That was how things were happening. Yeah. It was almost like I was not inside of my body. You know? Like you're just kind of watching stuff happen from the outside. Right. Yeah. And, and that really bothered me. I felt so nervous about that. Cause like, man, what's going on? Like, you know, and, and so I think when I started again, feeling in control of things and being like, oh, I, I am here. Like I'm a present and I'm, I can do this. That's when the music really start coming back because it was not about being good or bad. It was yeah. about just being myself, doing what I like and, and, and just expressing how I was feeling and expressing who I was. It was not like trying to show anybody anything or trying to prove that, you know, there, there's, 
I think that's the, the, the visa was really a season where like, you need to prove, 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 prove. And then yeah. I got into a place where I was just like, oh man, I don't want to prove anything to anybody. Let me just, uh, you Totally. Know? Yeah. And then the second you have doubt or something doesn't go the way you want it to, it's like, it goes right back to you, right? Like, I'm not good enough for this. I can't do this. It's not going to happen. And yeah. that negative self-talk can really put you in a hole compare and then piled on with everything else you went through. Right. Of course it makes sense why you went through this. And again, thank you for sharing this. And I'm so glad that we're able to hear your story of how you came out of it. So I want to talk now about diving a little bit deeper into that music part of it, because you are a musician that's what you do. Yes. And that's how you're able to <laughs> share your story, your message with us, and also the message of positivity. So you started writing again, you were able to come out of this depression with a combination of therapy and music and, you know, positive books and podcasts and things like that. So when did you start to compile the songs for your upcoming EP and the singles that you have released so far, which all have this like beautiful message of positivity? How did that come about? Yeah, that's very interesting because after the whole crazy thing happened, I came back here in 2014 and right then I had an opportunity to not score, but write and sing two songs in a movie. And that was huge for me because, you know, I had just came back and I was like, what? Like, yeah. And uh, it's, it's a movie. It's on Netflix. It's called Pilet, The Birth of a Legend. Um, and it is about a Brazilian soccer player, but the whole movie is in English. So they needed someone to write the song, both Portuguese and English. And I had an opportunity to work with a guy who's really well-known in the industry called A.R. Rahman. He got very um, well-known by the, the Slumdog Millionaire, the movie. Too. Mm -hmm. That's actually was very interesting fact. When I was going through all of that, my therapist said, man, you should, you should watch this movie, which was Slumdog Millionaire. <laughs> That's so weird. Like, it wow. is crazy. Like, I, full I circle. forgot about that. Full circle. And I... And, Later on, I could had a conversation with AR about that, and I told him that I was like, "Man, your movie, I love movies. Uh, that just really touched me because everything she would tell me like everything you're going through now, it's happening for a reason, you know. And that movie is all about that, right? So it was crazy for me to be sitting down and writing songs with the same guy who yeah. did the whole score for that movie, you wow. know. It was just huge, and that song was the very first song that. I think I just want to bring that collective unity, you know, um, to the song, which was related to the movie as well. And then after that, uh, things were going crazy good. And the movie was released. I went to try back in New York to do all of that in 2016. Then um, <laughs> I was writing and doing all this. Like, okay, I need to record. I need to do that. And then I got married, I, you know. And my husband had a brain tumor right after. But thank God I went through the process of dealing with all of that because I thought I was going to die and I didn't. And yeah. I didn't even go to depression. And I didn't even, I was like, man, if he's doing this well, like who am I to be bad here, you know? So I had to stop with music again a little bit in that season. But as soon as he got um, better from after surgery and all of that, which was in 2000. 17 uh sorry 18 beginning of 2018 full circle again ar texts me and he says hey i have a show in vegas you want to just come and be a special guest it's like oh my gosh yeah and i haven't done anything with music for seven eight months you know yeah and then after that a lot of things were happening and i was like you know what 
my purpose now in music is to bring light. I want to write songs and do things that people feel like they're not alone. There is a different way. They can love life for that. They can love who they are. They can be who they are and love who they are because that's the whole process that I went through all these past years, you know. So it was just really a, um, an interesting journey. And today I love, before, my, my things are always about love, like relationships, because man, I had so many, it was crazy. And not really good ones either. And after that whole shift, like everything that I write now is really, man, the song Alive that you know was released on the 27th of September, it talks about that, like, hey, remember how this life is amazing like don't give up yeah you know and um i have another one coming up called free to be and it's all about free to be who you are you know and it says letting go um of all your fears choosing to be sincere all to say that i can be free to be me you know like everything like that like and uh, i feel like I feel now I have a purpose and a goal of sharing all of that and being a mental health advocate through my music. Yeah. Oh man, your story is so beautiful. So can you just tell the listeners now? Because they're probably wondering, <laughs> is your husband okay? Yes. Okay, yes. good. <laughs> it's been it's been two years. He is completely healed. We need to go to checkups all the time. Yeah. I, I, not all the time, but every year. Uh but um and he was the one who incentivated me after he got better. It's like, babe, you need to go back to your music. So I was like, okay, let's yeah. do this. You yeah. know, and Alive was the very first song I wrote after this whole season, you yeah. know. And we're going to play Alive on the podcast in a couple minutes. Before we do, before we let you go, please tell us what is this song about? What really sparked you to write it? And how excited are you to have it out into the world right now? Oh my gosh, you have no idea. Because it's another full circle for me. Um, that This song was written and uh, around this time last year. Well, wait, 2010? Yeah. So um, it's been a long time coming, you know, because it's all this process with music and whatever. But um, I wrote the song with a singer called Aubrey Logan. She's a phenomenal singer, amazing person. She's from the jazz world. And... Uh, my producer just put us together. Like, man, I think you guys would really do something really cool together. And she's awesome. We had like three hours conversation. I have everything recorded in my phone. And we were just talking about life. And she's like, okay, so what's up with you? Like, what's going on with your life? And I had just getting back from all this craziness with the tumor. And, and she was sharing her life. And we first started trying to write something about, I don't even remember exactly what it was, but it was a completely different idea, you know? And then we get into a place where like, man, and if we write something like as if we were talking to someone who is in depression or think that their life is not worth it and they might be thinking about suicide or, you know, like how about we try to bring something good into the situation, you know, instead of writing something that, because we have songs that might uh, connect with you because you're feeling all that uh, uh, sadness. But I wanted to do the opposite. I want to try to, how can we bring this person out of this place to maybe feel like, oh yeah, I am alive because I'm breathing. And that's the most important thing, you know? And, and that's how we start the song. It's like, baby, you're breathing. That's more than enough, you know? 
and and that's what brings you alive so when we were talking and writing everything i told her too for the for the course section i was like man it would be awesome to write something that people can just sing along you know so the whole song the whole chorus is just la 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 and people can sing and you say you cannot give up uh come and sing with me you just have to say i'm alive i'm alive i'm alive you know and and then i'm bringing my brazilian roots to this to the music it, this the whole music is in english but there's all that brazilian beat mixed with some urban <laughs> style i don't even know how to do it you know yeah but it's it's fun and i, I feel like you're not going to be able to just be sit and be like this listening to the song you know you're going to try you're going to start moving some part of your body and the message is just all of that like we pursue so many of those things outside in the world which are important it's part of life but really like the fact that we are breathing if you think about it you don't think to breathe right mm -hmm. and isn't that crazy it's just like man if you're breathing you have a purpose here you know and it doesn't matter if that's to one person that you have in your life that you can uh, help them go through whatever or if that's for millions of people because you're in a big platform it doesn't matter like whatever you do affects someone else you know and we should just grab that and really take to ourselves and be like okay so i'm going through this maybe because i can share this with someone else that's going to go through it and be like hey no despair i know it sounds very very difficult right now but i've been there and look i'm on the other side right now let me help you let me grab your hand let's do this together you know that's the main point for me in music today is let's do as a community let's let's unify let's feel like we're all one no matter your background where you come from your language whatever let's just do this together i love that so much. Okay, so we're going to play the song. We're not going to let you guys wait anymore. We're going to play the song in just a couple seconds here on the podcast. But before we do, before I let you go, Anna, where can we connect with you further? Where can we hear your upcoming music and keep up to date with everything that you're doing? So all social media basically is Anna Beatriz Music. If you do that, that's my website, AnnaBeatrizMusic.com. If you go to Instagram and Instagram.com slash Music, same thing with Facebook.com slash Music. You can find me on Spotify, YouTube, same thing, Music.com. Uh, actually, with this song, we also released a, a video that is super fun. We had a lot of fun doing that together, so um, you're going to have some visual with the song as well. Awesome. And it's Anna with the two Ns. Beatrice with the Z and it's kind of weird in our music so and we'll and have the links in the show notes too, yeah. so that you guys don't have to try to spell it out <laughs> can I say too if anyone wants to you know share their story or ask questions like DM me I'm pretty good in replying people and just you know like I said we are here to share you know and, and to help each other and if I can do that in a matter of just a, a message or you know whatever like feel free to do that. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so, so much for being on today. You heard it, you guys. You can connect with Anna all over the place, but if you want to reach out to her, then shoot her a DM on Instagram. Let her know how you like the song, how you like this podcast. And without any further ado, here is Alive by Anna Beatrice. <laughs> When you 
used to dream You're almost there, baby, wake up and see Oh, you can't quit now Don't be surprised when your world's getting right Baby, everything, it's more than enough You've come too far Go. Yeah.